So how'd your pitch meeting go? Ah, uh, they didn't like it. Why not? They said it was too real. Welcome to today's process. Realism is for suckers. Stand up, push forward. Let's light the lantern. Welcome to the Understory Lawyer Podcast, where creators build the classic American business with the following principles. One, build a platform. Two, your family is the strategy. Three, self-reliance. Four, the golden rule. And five, commerce that revolves around actually making something. Admission to the Understory is free, but understanding always has a price. Let's like lantern. What is up, creator? Be you in an understory against your will or be you in an understory of your own choosing? Wade Skalski here, the understory lawyer. So I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I'm going to give you a spoiler alert for Sex in the City. Like the most current one, which is, I don't know if, it's, are they still calling it Sex in the City? I don't know, like they're now a cast member. Um, so there's only three of them instead of four of them. Is it going to be the same wacky energy among the ladies? I'm not sure. So anyways, so I did not see the new pilot premiere episode of the reboot of Sex and the City with Carrie Bradshaw. However, I I have seen episodes of it um, previously because I am a man who was attempting to date women back in the time when the first go around came about. So uh, there is no set of circumstances where you were not forced to watch at least an episode or two of that show. And it was fine. I mean, it's great, like whatever. Um I don't really, I haven't, I don't have a big enough sample size to give you an honest opinion about the show. But there's this big thing that's raging right now on the interweb, on the Twitterverse, that everyone's all mad um, because about the first episode. And so here's your spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it, go ahead and, and, and skip to the next two minutes. All right. Two, two and a half minutes, maybe. So anyways, so Carrie Bradshaw comes in and uh, Mr. Big, who is Peter North, is that the guy's name? Or is that some kind of adult film star? I don't remember. Peter Noth? I don't remember. I don't know. Whatever. Um, it's, it's six of one, half dozen of the other. So there's a joke in there somewhere, but I'm going to stay very far away from that. Anyway, so she comes home and Mr. Big is on the floor and had a heart attack. And uh, so she, you know, runs over to him and holds him in his arms. Apparently, I don't know. I didn't see it. I just read this. Um, and uh, everyone's upset because she, uh, they said, well, why didn't she call like Jonah Hill, who is an actor of, of some sort, goes on Twitter. Why didn't you call 911 right away? And I would expect I would expect so much more from an actor to understand the idea of realism versus this is a word I can never say either versus Verus mislitude. Verus mislitude. Hold on. I got to hold on one second. Verisimilitude. I had to actually go onto the interweb and say, how do you pronounce this word? Verisimilitude. See, I can't even. Verisimilitude. Hold on. Let me, let me try this again. Hold on. Yes. Verisimilitude. So verisimilitude is some, it's the, um, it's, what is it? I gotta look. Oh, it's the appearance of being true or real, right? So, now, this is a very important distinction between realism. So give you so like, look, it, it, if you wanted realism, yes, she would call 911 and then the, the paramedics would show up and then she would watch them try to do CPR on him and then they would take him to the hospital and then she would get a giant hospital bill like that would be realism. But no one that's no one wants to see that. So you just want to like get in, get out, make the plot point, get out. Right. And realism is boring. 
So if someone wants to do a, like a realistic view of my life right now, like let's take my Christmas tree, for example, it's a beautiful Christmas tree. It looks nice. And you would, you know, you would do like the Norman Rockwell picture. You'd pan into the Christmas tree and it was like, oh, what a beautiful Christmas tree. And then you'd pan over to the, the you know, the, the, uh, the candles that are flickering in my, in my windows, which is like an East Coast thing. And like, oh, that's beautiful. But if you wanted that to be realistic, what you would see is about 15 to 20 minutes every day of me yelling at my son to stop taking the ornaments off the bottom part of the tree, him tackling the tree, him taking the candles and taking all of the, the, the batteries out of it. Like that's, that's realism, right? But nobody wants to, nobody wants to see that. Uh, that's just not, that's just not a movie that anyone wants to see. They don't want to see the chaos of a three-year-old unleashed upon a Christmas tree on the candles, right? Now you just want things to be true enough. And one of the reasons why I say that realism is for suckers is because if you want to take it from a business perspective, you know, when I was when I was immature in business, what I really wished for was I really wished for someone would be like if someone would just take um, if they was someone would just put underneath my door every day a, a list of things for me to do, like a to do list. And uh, that would help me be successful. I would do that. And that was you know, this was a while ago, but that was a view that I had because I was very good at tactical. I was very good at like I can handle whatever I need to do today. But where I was very immature in is in strategy and forward thinking like in the future. I just wasn't good at it. It just wasn't my personality. I'm, it, my personality is like thrives and being adaptable. My personality thrives and throw me into chaos right now, you know, sitting down and doing long term, you know, mental exercises about how this is going to shake out in the future is not a forte. OK, but this is what we all want. You know, this is what we all want in our business lives is we all want some master strategy, business plan, someone to sell us a framework that we just follow the step by step instructions and we get, you know, get what we want. And this is what makes me so so upset about the online elite level marketing world is that it's it's so impossible to be able to lay out for anyone exactly what it is that they need to do be, to be successful in any kind of way, shape or form in terms of just do this framework and you'll be fine. That just doesn't work. And it, it it's the wide Earp effect. It will work for a small percentage of people. And then you use those people for your social proof and then you sell to the masses and then you make a lot of money and your, your whole framework system works for very few people. It's just like it's it's the numbers of the numbers of the numbers. OK, so 20 percent of the people are going to be responsible for 80 percent of the results. And within that, half of those people are, are another half. Um and so, or higher than half. And so why do I tell you this? Well, just like a movie of, of a panning in of my Christmas tree being tackled by my son might be entertaining, right? Realism is not going to serve you in, in your commerce, your creations, or your connections. What will serve you, however, is vermislitude. The word I cannot say. Is it real enough? If, if you're going to go by what are first principles that work in all work in all settings because it's a principle. Now you have to actually do some work and you have to work off of that principle and say, all right, here's this principle. Take, you know, being authentic. All right. Well, what does that mean for me? Well, for me, it means doing a podcast every single day, but, but doing a podcast every single day is not, is not what I would tell you to do for your platform. In fact, in the book that I'm working on in my book about, about building a platform, it, it only works for, let's say, nine, only works for 5% of people. Like you have to have a level of openness in the 95th to 99th percentile in order to, to be able to survive just sitting down and talking about your life every day, being authentic every single day, and then putting out your wins and losses out there. Like not everyone can do that. Right. And, and that's the whole idea of, so the more open you can be, the less production value you have to have. 
because it's the, 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 you, you absolve yourself of any production value need if you just get out there every single day because the production value is irrelevant then. It's, it's your, you're showing that you can be an authentic creative collaborator. However, if you can't do it every day, unless you want to do it once a week, well then yeah, you got to have some production value because they're only giving you one, one day a week. And so you want it to be the best that you can possibly be. And so that production value then becomes more important There's an inverse relationship. The higher amount that you put yourself out there, the less production value you have to have to be, you know, to be framed and received properly. If you're only putting yourself out there once a week, you're not, you're not putting yourself out there enough to where people can trust that it's you. Cause I can't hide. There's 551 episodes as of today. Okay. I can't hide. Like if you were to go and listen to all those episodes, you're going to, there's going to be a person that's going to emerge from that. No matter what, no matter how many jokes I try to tell or how cool I try to be or whatever, there's a person that's going to come out of that. But that's print. The principles publishing. It's like, if you can publish every day, publish every day. But if you can't, you have to figure out, all right, what is what works for me? That's why the principle is you must publish and you must publish in a way that helps people understand you to be an authentic creative collaborator. And you have to figure out what that means for you and how you're going to do that. But what I don't tell people is to do what I do, because you have to have a very first of all, you have to have a very specific skill set. I mean, I talked every day in court for 20 years. Like every day in court, I just solved problems and I just chatted, chatted everybody up for every day in court for 20 years. You have to be high in extroversion. You have to be high in openness on both of those things, right? And there's a corollary between high in openness and being creative. Well, you have to be creative to come up with ideas every day to talk about or you're just sitting there and you're just talking about the same thing. But it's the principle. It has to be real enough. Publish every day is a principle that's, or I should say, publish enough to be authentic, or publish in a manner to be authentic is a principle that is real enough that there's enough truth in there that you can take that and figure that out for yourself. But it's not a paint by numbers thing. It doesn't work that way. There's, there's, there's no, I can't, if you want to build the classic American business, I can teach you a process and I can teach you principles, but ultimately you're the one that has to go into the darkness of the understory. You have to go into the chaos of your own life. You have to face the monsters and the bandits in your life and that are specific to you and using the principles and using the process, you can have a framework to do that, but you have to do all the heavy lifting. It's no one, no one's going to do it for you. And in fact, you don't want them to because the strength that you get from figuring it out yourself versus having someone give it to you is the same strength of why people who earn their own money are much more successful than people who win the lottery. Because they understand what it takes, not only just the general principles of business, but what the general principles of them. What are the general principles of you? What is true enough about you for you to make decisions about? High intense, Long-term projects for me have to be structured in a very specific way for them to work. Short-term projects for me are much easier for me to manage and handle. Now I can do long-term projects. Obviously, this is a long-term project, episode 551. But there's very things that there are principles that are true enough for me to make decisions about. And the cool thing about that too is that if you just if you if you don't if you don't have to apply realism to yourself in terms of where you have to figure out every little tidbit of why you are, who you are, and what you are, then it's just too slow. You're too complex. It's it's a heuristic. If you can figure out heuristics about yourself, which is a, like a rule of thumb, like something that works most of the time, then and you just you can act on those, then you're way ahead of the game. 
No, just like in, just like in, um, just like in drama, right? If I was going to do a play and write a play about being a lawyer, like a few good men's a play, right? Like, and the, you know, Sorkin's a genius at the moment, right? Sorkin is a, Sorkin is a genius at putting just enough in to build to the classic Sorkin moment. He puts just enough in there. Just it's it's he's a master at it. Like it's never too much where you get bogged down, but he puts just enough truth in there to that when you hit that moment, you can have that emotional catharsis that you experience with the characters that you're like, wow, that's a Sorkin moment. That's that's because he's a genius at putting just enough in. He's making it just real enough to where he can get you where he wants to take you. And frankly, for your for yourself, that's the same. That's the same thing too. Like the West Wing is a great example. Like if you were to actually see how the West Wing actually works, it would probably be the most boring thing in the history of time. I don't care who who the the um, I don't care which press secretary comes out of there. You see them with that bind that binder, be it Republican or Democrat. Everyone's carrying these binders out there with like six hundred coded things on there. You're like, good lord, who put that together? How long did that take? What's in there? And I don't want to have anything to do with that. That's realism. And you don't want to get too real about your own life. You don't want to get too real about your commerce, your connections, and your creations because you'll get bogged down in the understory. Realism is for suckers. You need to be nimble. You need to be adaptable, especially with the times that are coming where the merry-go-round is going to stop. So how do you do that? Well, you have a process. You have heuristics to fall back upon. You have principles to fall back upon. You just focus on first principle reps. Things that you know that work for you consistently. Publishing every day works for me. Probably doesn't work for you. Doesn't work for 95% of you. But it works for me. But publishing enough and in a manner to make you be an authentic creative collaborator works for everyone. It's just you have to figure that out yourself about how you can do that. And there are principles. The more you publish, the less production value. The less you publish, the more production value. So what I want you to do is take out your Ranger Field Journal. If you don't have a Ranger Field Journal, take out a regular journal. If you don't have a regular journal, go get one. You're going to need one from time to time. But for right now, take out your Unicorn Trapper Keeper from the fifth grade and simply write down, do I want to be real or do I want to be real enough? And just remember... There is no end if you see the path of understanding. All right, creator. I know you want to escape the current understory that you are trapped in. I get it. I've been there. But in order to do that, you're going to have to have a creative clearing, a place to stand in confidence and clarity. I'm not going to promise you some magical course, coach, or codex, but I cannot help you unless you raise your hand and say, I'm over here. You can do that by subscribing to my daily email list at understory.news. Raise your hand and say, let's get out of here together. The podcast contains the philosophy and the five public principles, but the daily emails have the insights, innovations, and shadow principles of building the classic American business that I only discuss with my subscribers. Raise your hand and let's light the lantern together. The path of understanding never ends, but that does not mean you cannot get to where you want to go. Subscribe to my daily email list at understory.news. Go light the lantern.